Hey there, welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I am Alana here with Jamie. How's it going? It's going. How about you? Good. What's new there? Uh, rain. We have not had rain all okay. summer. And finally, we're getting some rain, which is like, you know, it's been nice having the sunny days, but mm-hmm. it's we needed the rain really badly. So. Absolutely. Yeah. We've had it cooler here too for the last couple of weeks. And yeah, it makes a huge difference. It does. Cool. Well, today we are going to be chatting about investing in prayer. So we'll We'll dive into kind of what we mean by that, but let's start us uh, with our prayer and verse of the day. Yeah. Well, our verse of the day is from Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. God, we just thank you for this day and just for this episode, for this topic, and just the ability to talk about um, prayer and and investing in prayer, investing in the spiritual things in our lives, and how sometimes that involves investing in physical things that will complement our spiritual lives. We just pray that you would open our hearts and our minds to hear from you, that you would make us sensitive to your Holy Spirit, and that you would make this conversation applicable, um, just very specifically applicable to each of us as we talk about this and just um, seek to draw closer to you through prayer. Amen. Amen. So for our, just for fun, because we are going to be talking about, so I think of investing in prayer as more than just like what we buy with finances, but we will be talking for sure about like finances. So I want to know, Jamie, what is your like silly guilty pleasure when it comes to spending money? Mm. I would say it's probably buying coffee as much as I love to make my own coffee. Mm -hmm. It's when I'm out and I'm somewhere, it's so nice for someone else to make coffee for you if it's good coffee. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I would say getting, buying a specialty coffee somewhere is kind of my, my guilty pleasure uh, because it's way more expensive than what you can make yourself. And, but I like to do it sometimes. So how about you? Lately, nothing (laughs) with with prices of everything going up, but that's um, a good point. (laughs) I would say lately, yes, as a family, um, we will get the dogs, you know, like toys if we're out and about, like we we kind of, yeah, we're a little bit ridiculous about that. If it were up to my kids, we would get something for the dog every time we go out. And I'm like, that. no, no, we can't do that. <laughs> I think yeah. I told you for a while, like we had gotten the pup box, which is mm-hmm. a way overpriced, you know, but very, actually, <laughs> not a sponsor of today's episode. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to backtrack and be like, hmm, maybe pup box could, uh, <laughs> could, could help us out here. Maybe we will, but you can get the things in the pup box for less than what you get it for but probably you're paying for the experience of having a really cool thing to give to your dog. Well, yeah. So <laughs> the puppy learned very quickly that every time the doorbell rang and there was a package, oh, he thought it was for him. It was all for him. So he would, he would start sniffing and, you know, thought, uh-huh. that it was, yeah. 
but no, we loved them. They were great, great mm-hmm. toys and great things, mm-hmm. but we just could not sustain that level of commitment yeah. for the dog. Not yeah. to mention he has a ton of toys now. So, right. Yeah. It turns into kind of a mess. So <laughs> I would say right now, what we are spending way too much money on and feeling so guilty about is gas, gasoline, <laughs> gasoline, the kids, we were going to hockey practice yesterday. And, and one of the kids is like, well, why can't, why can't we go, you know, the one, the oldest mm-hmm. was the one that had the practice. They're like, right. well, we can, you can still watch the, or it was a game. You can still mm-hmm. watch the game. Um, why don't we just leave a little later? And I'm like, we're mm-hmm. not wasting gas. On exactly. Two, you know, yeah, we're doing it. multiple we're trips. You're like coming. that now. Exactly. Yeah. Which That's how we are too. Is definitely. All right. Well, that was fun and uplifting. It was guilty pleasure. <laughs> that was gasoline. That was, a, y'all. That was a, a great just for fun question, leaving everybody feeling financially anxious. Yeah. But gasoline, you know what? meat. <laughs> We've cut back a ton on the meat too. But you know what? Let's just go ahead and say it. Many people, I would say more, you know, more so than not are concerned about finances right now yes. because, you know, here in the States and I assume in many places, worldwide, the cost of things is going up very quickly. Mm-hmm. And it, it does feel a little bit worrisome and alarming. So I guess in a way, instead of today's episode being like super tone deaf and, right, uh, you know, like, oh, who cares? We can bring that side of it in as well, you know, so maybe this would be a good, um, series, you know, like part two can be like, what, what do you do when you're concerned about finances? Because of course the answer is to pray, but you know, that's like, I was just joking with the kids because they're in the living room watching a show and it had like strobing lights. And I, I just made a joke. I'm like, nobody have a seizure. And my son, just to be goofy was like, oh, so you're epileptic. Why don't you try stop? Like, why don't you not be epileptic? You know, because in the same way, like sometimes we can be really callous about the advice we give. It could be like, oh, so you're anxious about finances. Why don't you just remember that God's going to take care of you? Right. And that doesn't really do it for most people. Mm-hmm. So no, that's true. Yeah. Let's have this be our invite to talk about finances in maybe not even a lighter way, just in a different way. I do think it's important. Maybe we can kind of put a pin in it for another episode to talk about like praying through financial stress. Cause that's mm-hmm. so applicable right now, Yeah. but there's also this sense of, yeah, investing in our, in our prayer life. So I know you were kind of the one to come up with the, the topic and the name. So why don't you start by just explaining what you kind of mean by that? That's funny because I thought you did. I thought you came up with the topic did and I? the name. Yeah, I probably did. Then I completely, <laughs> like once I write something down, it is so out of my head. But that's I a good thing. Never See, think about it again. <laughs> that I know I'm the same. So it could have been me. But I was like, wow, this is a great topic. <laughs> oh, okay. I assumed it was you. But honestly, came up with if it was you, it probably would have had all of the uh, the more thorough outline. Like that is hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're right. Because I would. I'm have, the one who usually I'm like so scribbles. Wordy. 10, 10 words of thought and you come up with, yeah, like a 300 word outline for us. So, okay. I will, um, I'll take the credit if you want to, if you want to twist my arm. So, okay. 
when I came up with this topic, what I was thinking about. <laughs> um, yeah. So for those of you who are just curious about the behind the scenes, we just have like this board in a document where we can come up with our episode topics. That's where Jamie builds our outlines and things like that. Um, so apparently this showed up as one of the topics and maybe it was me and maybe it was Jamie, but so investing in prayer, I do want to talk about the money side of it because um, most people don't think in those terms they and I think especially as Christian and as women we are trained to think very very stoically there's kind of this sense of if I can do without this thing then I should learn how to do without this thing Mm -hmm. um to the point where like as a as a young adult I didn't even want to take ibuprofen because I was like well you know one day I'm going to be on the mission field and I might not be able to take ibuprofen for a headache so I just need to learn to you know to be okay with it and Yeah. I mean, I get that. And I absolutely believe that God can sustain us through whatever circumstances we're going through. But on the other hand, I don't feel like we need to, and we we talk about this a lot. We don't need to seek out suffering in order to be godly. There's, there's no correlation. And unfortunately, a lot of Christians like to say, the more you suffer, the more Christ-like you become. And my take on it is, yes, we can become Christ-like through suffering for sure. But I don't see that as being a prerequisite that says, well, therefore, if you don't suffer, you're never going to be Christ-like. Like my opinion is we're all going to suffer, you know, to varying degrees. And when we suffer, it can draw us closer to God. When we're not suffering, that can draw us closer to God. So I've really learned, especially as we've talked so much more about prayer, I've really learned to celebrate the times where things don't feel hard and stressful and chaotic because I'm a way better prayer for others when I'm not focused on the fact that I have a terrible headache or the fact that someone I love is about to die. Right. So um, that's kind of what I mean by letting go of some of this guilt that Mm -hmm. we face. So let's bring it into, let's start by talking about the finances and then we can move into other things. So let's just throw out what are some examples of financial purchases that could be made that might actually help your prayer life. And I want to identify the fact that I'm going to guess that like 20 to 50% of our listeners automatically got that squeezing in their gut hearing that because mm-hmm. I used to get that too. And I like, I know that that's kind of how we're programmed to think. Um, so let's, let's talk about ways where we can sort of shift that narrative. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing, um, one thing I can think of is, you know, we love to highlight how everyone prays differently affect everyone mm-hmm. prays most effectively differently. You know, everyone's yes. prayer life is very different. Mm-hmm. And what I've come to realize in these last few years is we've kind of explored different motivational styles and mm-hmm. learning styles and all these different yeah. things, how they affect your prayer life is that, you know, some people do really well with creative means of prayer. Um, I know Jen Evangelista came on to our conference last year and did this really cool talk on some really cool, creative ways that you can pray that include art and Mm -hmm. creative journaling. We had some other people talk about different journaling types. So I would say monetary investments could include some type of art supply or specifically there have Bibles that are designed with space for you to, to draw and doodle. And sometimes even with coloring pages or, um, 
you know, different kinds of highlighters or pencils that you can use in a normal Bible to just enhance your experience and, you know, enhance your focus for someone that has a hard time focusing. Sometimes yeah. some of these different mm-hmm. types of journaling techniques can help kind of like get, keep one part of your brain busy so that your other part of your brain mm-hmm. stays focused on God's word. Oh, for sure. I am way more focused when I have a pen in my hand mm-hmm. because it's kind of this visual and tactile reminder of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, like as an example, a woman who loves to scrapbook, you can make a prayer scrapbook and be praying over, you know, maybe it's a family album that's going to encourage you to pray for everybody in your family. Or maybe you like cut out um, headlines from newspapers and magazines and you flip through it and it reminds you to pray for those things. I believe that allowing ourselves to bring in a sense of aesthetic um, appreciation can go so far in enhancing our prayer lives. Are we going to go overboard? No. And I think that's important. We, we don't want to be like the cathedral that costs $5 million to build and half a million dollars a year to maintain in the middle of, in the middle of a slum, right? Like that, that isn't a good use of funds. And that is insulting to people who are truly without the basic necessities of life. So I do believe that over extravagance is to be avoided. But I also believe that there's a very large window of being still a good steward with your finances and respectful and responsible with your finances, not going anywhere near extravagance, right? Does that mm-hmm. mean that it's okay if you've got 30 bucks that you go to a Michael's or a Joann's and you just, or a Target and you just buy nice scrapbook materials and you do it. Yeah. In my opinion, if you've got the money to do that, that is a, an actually a good use of it. And I want to address, because I lived in this spot for so long, I want to address the people who are immediately saying, well, yeah, but think of how far $30 could go. Like that could sponsor a child for a month right. or something like that. I know. Yes. My thought is like, it doesn't have to be either or, right? Like my spending $30 for a nice journal, that's what I want to do. I don't get into the scrapbooking, but I, I like my journals. Um, doing that can mean that I am such a better prayer mm-hmm. for the world that in the end, it actually is a better use of my funds. And, and that's, I feel almost um, like I still have some of that, like, oh no, people are going to be judgy <laughs> about me saying that. But in my opinion, that's, and of course, like we, we are generous. We give here. Okay. Let me explain to you how I, I teach authors about it, because if we look at it from a secular business standpoint, it might help. Um, so I do a lot of coaching for authors and it can be Christian authors or non-Christian authors. My author coaching services aren't specific to Christians like this podcast is. And these authors have similar hangups. They're saying, well, I don't want to spend $30 on a journal when I could buy a $2 notebook. Mm-hmm. Here's the way I look at it. I look at it as if having the nice journal inspires you to spend more time with it and inspires you to be more creative, then you actually can't afford to not get it. Mm-hmm. Like I think about for me, when I journal for the business, like every single good idea I've had, like up to, and including you and I podcasting together, it has been journaled about. Mm-hmm. And if I was not investing in a $20 journal and I was sticking with the, I'm going to write on the back of scrap paper because I, I'm not worth investing in. 
I don't think those ideas would have come the same way. Let's also throw out the caveat that if things continue to go really poorly from a global economic standpoint, yeah, we can all prayer prayer journal on pieces of scrap paper. Mm -hmm. I absolutely believe that. But for those of us who are not living in the state where we need to cut pennies that much, then please invest in the nice journal if that's going to be what inspires you to come to God and pray. Yeah, it kind of goes back to this idea of, you know, we've talked before about beautifying the space that you want to make your own Mm -hmm. for prayer, like your Mm -hmm. own quote, prayer closet, whatever that's going to look like. If you Mm -hmm. want to encourage yourself to create good habits you need to make it enjoyable. And part of Mm -hmm. making that enjoyable, if you're the kind of person that enjoys a nice notebook or, Mm -hmm. you know, a special pillow or, you know, even a a coffee or tea mug that's special, Mm -hmm. like, you Mm -hmm. know, those kinds of things are just, um, ways or candles there were, I went through Mm -hmm. a a period where like for my birthday each year, I would get the same set of candles on Amazon. They were like these Mm -hmm. just little scented candles and they had a little holder and I'd light it every time I Mm -hmm. did the dishes or every time I, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd bring it over to where I would pray. And sometimes I'd light the candle. So if those things inspire you to, pray more, to spend more time with Mm -hmm. God, if it makes it more inviting for you, then it really is an investment. And, Mm -hmm. you know, our scripture verse, it's kind of funny that, you know, um, the Matthew 6, 19 through 21 talks about not storing up treasures on earth where moths and rust destroy, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it's saying, but, but at the end it says where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, is the candle going to last when Jesus returns? No, it's not. Is the Mm -hmm. journal going to last when, you know, the earth is consumed by fire? No, it's not. Mm -hmm. But the idea is where your treasure is, your heart will be what you invest in, whether it's spiritual investment or monetary investment to create a space for that spiritual practice, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's where your heart, will be. Yes, absolutely. And vice versa. Yeah. We just wanted to take a quick break to share about a sponsor of today's episode, Faithful Counseling. Let's face it, life can be hard. It's so important to show up for yourself and your loved ones through all of the struggles life can bring. One way you can do this is by checking in regularly with a Christian therapist. We know not everyone has the time or the money for in-person therapy. But thanks to Faithful Counseling, Christian therapy can be accessible to anyone. You can speak to your counselor by video, phone, or text. Scheduling is so easy, and financial aid is available. I recently started using Faithful Counseling myself, and I admit I had never been to a therapist, and I was kind of nervous about the process. But I was shocked at how easy it was to get started, how convenient it is to communicate with my counselor, and how easy she is to talk to. We would love for you to find out for yourself how beneficial Christian counseling can be. So our sponsor, Faithful Counseling, is offering you 10% off your first month when you use our special link at faithfulcounseling.com slash praying. Did you ever read Safely Home by Randy Alcorn? It's his book about persecution in China. It's a novel. No, no. So 
there's this scene, but it reminded me when you talked about, you know, the candle's not going to last and the journal's not going to last. It's this mm-hmm. beautiful scene where a Chinese believer has been in prison and he's kind of an academic. He's always wanted to write like theology books and he's in solitary confinement and he gets, I think it's like a bar of soap or a piece of chalk. Like he gets something that allows him to etch out thoughts for his book, basically in his jail cell. Mm-hmm. Um kind of to pass the time, to stay focused. And then what's beautiful, the book goes back and forth between what's happening on earth and what's happening in heaven. Oh, that's so cool. And um, eventually the believer dies. And when he gets to heaven, God has recorded what he's etched on the walls of his prison cell and is basically like, here's this book. You can go ahead and finish it now. And it was so beautiful. Um, Yeah, it, it was, it, truly was a beautiful and it, it gives us an idea like imagine imagine that believer being like oh well this soap I could I could give this bar of soap away right I could give this to somebody who doesn't have any soap and of course that's a silly and extreme case but sometimes sometimes we treat it like that and I think especially like as moms yes a mom is going to give up a meal before her kid goes hungry a mom is going to go without a coat so her kid isn't cold like we're we're designed and programmed and really good at sacrificing what we need in order to take care of our kids specifically and others mm-hmm. in general but sometimes we still you know, it's kind of like the person who maybe lived through the depression and, you know, maybe would go entire days with nothing to eat. And now they've got, you know, a really comfortable sum of money in the bank, but they, they're too scared to spend it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, cause they're still living in that mentality. So I want to encourage us is to, yeah, to move beyond uh, just a scarcity mentality when it comes to, investing in our prayer life. And again, Jamie and I are talking of like the 20 and $30 purchases, you know, like we're not talking about, oh, so you need to go and buy a beach house in the most expensive neighborhood on, you know, the West coast so that you can go there and feel more connected to God. Right. I mean, you know, if, if if that's what (laughs) needs to happen, I'm, I'm willing to be the sacrificial lamb. Are you? Make that happen. No. But you're right. And, you know, going back to what you said about him writing in that journal and like this picture of in heaven, he had this book or whatever it was that he wrote on. Mm -hmm, And it was this book mm -hmm. in heaven. I mean, it it does. I did say, yeah, the candle will pass away. The the journal will pass away. But what they represent and the prayer that gets done, Mm -hmm. I won't say as a result of them being there necessarily, but that are encouraged by their presence, Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. that's the case. Mm-hmm. That is eternal and that Absolutely. isn't going to pass away. And I just think that's, yeah, that's so important to yeah. remember because, um, I, another thought that I had is my kids are always, always like, what do you want for your birthday? Or, you know, trying to mm-hmm. think of gifts for us or Christmas, like, mm-hmm. and I never have ideas. So one idea, if you don't feel, I mean, yeah. if you, you know, if you're, if you're not feeling comfortable yet, getting things for your prayer life, investing in Mm -hmm. those things yourself. Keep that in mind when these would be great gifts that your kids could get you, you know, or that you're, you know, even your spouse, if you have something special, but you know, keep that in mind so that when someone asks, you know, what do you want for Christmas or your birthday, Mm -hmm. you know, these are things that you can be asking for, for those occasions too, when, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're not quite ready to take the step to invest the money yourself, but yeah. yeah. And a neat way to look at it because 
especially, you know, as moms, because I feel like that's where a lot of this guilt of spending comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, think about like, I don't have daughters, but you do. So think about the example that you're giving your daughter. If you never, ever, ever say, I would like this for me. You know, do you want her to grow up into somebody who is all, of course we want our, we want our children, boys and girls to grow up into kind people, not selfish, not spoiled, not self-centered, but we don't want them to feel guilty for like buying a snack when they're really, really hungry. (laughs) Right. And so some of it also becomes like, think about what you're, you're showing your children. If you have them, like if you're and, and for moms of sons, if you're teaching them that you're going to um, deprive yourself of everything mm-hmm. for their sake, and they kind of get it in their minds that that's how to treat women is that women are there to deprive <laughs> themselves of everything. Like you're doing a huge misservice to the world and to the future women that they date and, yes. you know, and things like that. So if you need a little bit more incentive to say like, okay, I would like a bubble bath, right? Like some moms that, that sounds too extravagant. I would like a $5 bath bomb so that on my birthday, I can sit and take a bubble bath. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be a beautiful time to connect with God, to mm-hmm. relax with God, to focus on your relationship with God. And it is teaching your family that you are not there only to meet every one of their whims. And that's an important lesson for them to learn. It really is. That is so good. That is really good. So what are some other, we've talked about like investing in some of the prayer journaling kinds of things. Can you think of other things that a woman might kind of have this? Okay. Let me tell you about my biggest moral dilemma in this. (laughs) It goes back to, I had recently graduated college and I was working at a home for girls and I needed a new prayer journal. And my moral dilemma was I could buy a spiral bound notebook at Walmart for like 25 cents or 15 cents, or I could get like the hardback spiral actual journal for like $9.99. And I had the money for either. I wasn't making much money because we were, you know, living basically on like a missionary stipend, but did the money exist that I could have bought either? Yes, the money existed, but I was so caught up in, well, that's $10 that I could have donated to charity. That's $10 that I could have done this with. And to be honest, I don't even remember which I did, but I, I don't think I bought either because I'm like, oh, I need to pray about this. <laughs> so other than like, can you think of other areas where we might encourage ourselves to just say, Hey, would this, would this small purchase be worth the the outcome if it enhances my prayer life. Yeah. Well, what I'm thinking, I'm thinking of like conferences, like, you know, there are different conferences Mm -hmm. that are offered throughout the year. A lot of them have scholarship opportunities. If you can't do the whole thing Mm -hmm. Um, and time. So time is another thing that is, you know, investing your time. So there are many times, especially when the kids were little, but even now where I'm just like, it's kind of that thing, what you were saying, Alana about, um, just feeling like the, the mentality of I'm here to serve my family. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if I take this weekend for this women's prayer conference that might be negligible financially, you know, through Mm -hmm. my church, but time-wise I don't, I feel guilty taking that time. Mm 
mm-hmm. and you know whatever shifting responsibilities for the kids onto my husband or if there are right. practices to go to then he can't mm-hmm. do what he wanted to do or you know stuff yeah. like that or the mm-hmm. kids wanted to do x y or z the same yeah. weekend that this conference was there's a time to say no there's a time to say yes but mm-hmm. don't assume that it's always no i guess that's what i'm saying yeah, is, yeah, yeah like and when it comes to investing either monetarily or Mm-hmm. time into a women's retreat or a prayer, you know, conference or something like that. Um, I think those are some areas for me, but time is especially um, a commodity that I don't always feel free to give. And I think I need mm-hmm. to feel more free to do that, to say, it's okay. It's okay for me to take time just yes. for me, just to go to this thing mm-hmm. and just to, you know, cultivate my relationship with God. Um, yeah. And again, I think as to what that's showing our kids and those around us, and that's that you are a woman who is making connecting with God a priority. And that's important for people to see. Yeah. So yeah, maybe you decide to go to the conference and your kids disappointed because that means that they don't get to go to the birthday party that they wanted to go to. They can handle that and they're seeing, okay, mom's a person, (laughs) mom gets mom time. Um, That's going to be helpful when they grow up to be a mom or a wife themselves, or if they grow up to be a husband or a dad themselves, it's important to see, yeah, moms deserve the chance to step away from the home sometimes. And that's okay. It doesn't mean we hate our kids. It doesn't mean we're like up to here with our kids. It just means that we have other passions in addition to being moms and in addition to our families. And wouldn't we want the passion that we see our kids? um, Wouldn't we want that passion that we exhibit to our kids to be for things like prayer and worship, right? Um, I, I've been needing to rehair my bow for my violin for like two years. Like it's gotten so bad. It literally does not make noise anymore. Like I've never seen a bow get to the point where like, you know, usually it just kind of makes a little bit of a scratchy kind of sound. And you can kind of tell, like it literally will not make a noise. And for me, again, it's time and it's money because the nearest violin shop is four hours away. It would mean a trip to drop it off there and a trip to pick it back up again. It would mean, you know, whatever the cost of getting it rehaired, it would mean probably an inconvenience to my husband because he'd probably be the one to do at least some of the driving. Would it enhance my prayer life if I did it? I absolutely know it would. Have I done it in the last two years it needs to be done? Nope. <laughs> because again, we we come at things with this. Um, some of it's an either or. Oh, well, you know, let's say it's 150 bucks. I don't know how much it costs to get rehaired. Well, you know, so that could be 150 bucks that we could have spent for this or that, right? Like I think about, here's a really good way for people who struggle with that. I could spend $150 to get my bow rehaired so that I can play my violin. I could play it in my house just for God. I could play it for myself just to decompress. I could play it on the worship team. Like there's lots of good things that could come from it. But if I'm stuck on this $150 um, and I say to myself, oh, well, that's $150 I could have given to my church or I could have given to the poor. I think a really good way to look at that is um, when the woman came and poured the expensive perfume on Jesus. What a good, yeah. That money could have been given to the poor, Mm -hmm. but instead it was chosen to be used as an act of worship. And that was the right thing for her to do. (laughs) And so I think that's an important one to remember as well. Um, sometimes we can't, it's, it's like buying flowers for your loved one. Do they need them? No. Do they know you love them? Even if you don't, Absolutely. Is it a waste of money if it makes them happy and feel loved? No, it's not a waste of money. So 
every so often I feel like we're, you know, we're probably good at buying gifts for our family. We're probably good at being generous to others. So let's go ahead and make some investments into our prayer lives too. Yeah, absolutely. And if you get to the, if you're still, you know, at the end of all of this and you're still like, just kind of bulking at the idea. Um, I, I learned when I was in high school, a girl that was in our youth group, it was time for prom and her family didn't have a whole lot of money to spend on a fancy prom dress. And Mm -hmm. she came to, I think it was like a choir practice or something. I remember her coming and she was so excited. And she's like, I found a prom dress. She's like, I pray. And this was the first time that I'd ever heard anyone do anything like this. And it blew my mind. Mm -hmm. She's like, I knew that I only had X amount to to spend. And it was way less than you would normally spend Mm -hmm. on a brand new prom dress. And she went to the thrift store and she prayed. Mm -hmm. She's like, God, please let there be a prom dress in my size that I like, you know, that's not 10 years old, right? (laughs) That's not out of style. That's not Uh ripped or old or, you know, Mm -hmm. and she got there and it was something crazy. I'm going to get the details wrong, but let's just say it was something like she had seen a picture in a magazine and was like, this is the prom dress I want, but it was, Aww. it was exactly what she wanted. It was in mm-hmm. her size. The tags mm-hmm. were still on it and it was wow. in her budget. And she yeah. was so happy. And I just, I remember coming away from that being like, God can do that. Like he cares right. about that. Yeah, exactly. It. Cause it feels almost sacrilegious. It's like, wait, God cares about her going to prom. Right. Yes, and he so, does. Yeah. So if you're still struggling and you're just like, I just can't get that journal that I really want. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I go into the grocery store sometimes and I'm like, okay, God, please let chicken be on sale. I need chicken. Yeah. Right? Let it be on sale. Like, <laughs> yeah. When you go into, you know, go, go wherever it is that you go, or just say, God, mm-hmm. please just let there be, let me find a journal. You know, there are lots of discount stores that have things, or if you're looking for yeah, a, exactly. a throw pillow or whatever it is, and just, just pray yeah. for God to provide for you. In I that love area. that. Yeah. If you can't take the step to invest in yourself then go ahead and ask God yeah, for what to it provide is. It. And, and who knows how he's going to, it's going to be a really fun way <laughs> that he's going to do that. I love that. No, that that's nice because again, some of us still are, okay, let's admit some, some people listening are to the point where they could not afford a $15 journal, Mm -hmm. right? Like I know finances are really, really, really tight and worrisome for some people. Um, so in that case, you might be listening to the B and be like, Alana and Jamie, this, this is so unapplicable to me, (laughs) right? Because I don't even have enough money to get school supplies, for my child. Right. right. Okay. Then of course, you're not going to be focused on the, the $15 prayer journal. You're going to make do with what you've got, but you can still ask God for the things you need and the things you want. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Maybe it's going to come as a, you show up to church and it's mother's day and all the moms get a bath bomb and you get that bubble bath that you wanted, right? It can be mm-hmm. in so many different ways that God provides you. Yeah. I think that's a great note to end on so that it's less about you need to go and like, I don't want our takeaway to be like, go and pull out your credit card and buy something. (laughs) Charge it. Remember the Flintstones, (laughs) Wilma and Betty, Uh they would go and say, charge it. And they'd go running in and oh, Oh, yeah, we're not advocating going into debt over your prayer life. No, no, absolutely not. But 
to the extent that it fits within your budget, Mm -hmm. do these things that are going to enhance your prayer life with zero guilt. And if you absolutely can't just because the money literally does not exist to do it, or the thought of spending on yourself is still so foreign that you can't bring yourself to do it, then yeah, ask God. And it's going to be really fun to see how he provides. Like, I I feel like we could throw this out as a challenge and be like, and then in two months, we want everybody to write us in with their stories and we'll make an entire episode, right? About how God provides for that. So I think that's a great place to end. Um, In addition to our blessing and benediction. And of course, please, if you're enjoying the show, we would love a rating and review. And we would love for you to tell other women in your life about it, if it would be encouraging to them. And we will leave you now with our blessing and benediction. May God grant you health and wholeness today. May he strengthen your body and soul to complete the task he has called you to. May he give you peaceful rest at night and joy and energy each morning. May he give you a sound mind capable of understanding his great love for you. May he protect you today from illness and injury. And may you walk in the certainty of his great love for you. And actually, before you jump in, because this blessing was kind of focused on health, it reminds me of something I wanted to mention sooner. Mm -hmm. And that is that investing in your health can be a huge investment in your prayer life. And I think if- Wow, that's such a good point. For all of our listeners who have been with us, you know that we talk a lot about the connection between taking care of yourself physically and how that impacts your prayer life. So whether that means getting the preventative care you need, whether that means, okay, I know when I'm on these vitamins, I can, I'm just so much better of a person (laughs) or, um, when I get better sleep. And so I know I need to go and just buy this pillow, even though it's tiny bit out of my price range, taking care of your health is, is another way to invest in your prayer life. And I just didn't want to forget to mention that. Oh, I'm so glad that you thought of that because that is huge. And I think that's something Mm -hmm. where as women, especially we tend to just be like, "Mm, I'm okay. Like I'll make sure my kids get their vitamins, but when it comes to me, I'm, I'm, Mm -hmm. I let it go that kind of thing. So absolutely. Well, our benediction is from numbers chapter six, verses 24 to 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.